Welcome to Full Scope, a podcast with two guys in their 20s, giving the perspective on the games that we love, the headlines in pop culture, and the meaning behind it all. I'm host Winter Burns, along my counterpart, Save Our Morris. How's it going, man? It's a beautiful day, bro. What's going on with you? Nothing much, man. And for this episode, we have a, a special guest uh, joining us, Mr. Greco Battles, a good friend of mine, first time uh, a guest of the show. And thank you so much for being on, sir. Thank you, Mr. Wellington. I appreciate it. Appreciate being here. Yes, sir, definitely. And for the first half, we're going to have a few NBA topics. In the second half, we're going to do um, some album reviews. But to start off with just thoughts on the developments of the Sixers Heat series and Embiid being out, um, the Heat were able to win last night by 16 at home and now have a 2-0 lead. Um, Adobaya had, had 23 points and Jimmy Butler had 22. Um, Oladipo also had 19 points and Tyler Hero added 18. And this was just an, an overall complete team performance for Miami. Now they're headed to you know Philly on Friday as Embiid's availability is just still uncertain. Um, but to you, Mr. Battles, like, what are your thoughts on what Miami has been able to do so far and just you know, how much Philly needs Embiid for Game 3? Well, I just think right now Miami's just clicking on just on all cylinders. Uh, everything's working for them. Um, obviously, the loss of Embiid has definitely affected Philly. Uh, they're still trying to find a whole new rhythm, a whole new way of playing ball. And uh, so right now, I just think that um, uh, the key things for me, I, I really don't think this is going to be much of a series. Even when Embiid comes back, he probably won't come back before the fourth game. And I think it'll probably be a little bit too late for him. But I'm just going to look and see how Miami continues to develop their team. They've just got a new package, a new weapon with uh, Oladipo. Uh, yeah. Them putting him in there into the mix and bringing him along, boy, that gives them a whole new dynamic, I think. It's going to help them down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for, for you, Savon, like in terms of just what you're seeing with both of these teams and the lead Miami is having, what are some of like, your initial thoughts on it and just what's going to go forward for Miami, for Philly to possibly get back in the series? Right now, I just don't see them having a an answer for Bam, to be completely honest with you. Bam is having his way. Joel Embiid is out, we know. Um, and I think that's the missing piece for them. It won't be much of a series, I do agree, but I, I do think they'll, you know, at least pinch him, punch him a little bit. It's 2-0 going back, going back home, 0-2. So I think everything is, is looking very, very slim chance of coming back in a series. But... Outside of Joel and B not being there, shooting 21% so far in this series from a three-point line is, is another headline that should be talked about. I think yes, there sir. were uh, 14 out of 64 in the in the series so far. So James Harden, where is he? You know, <laughs> we've been waiting <laughs> for James Harden to be the guy since he was with the Houston Rockets and getting an opportunity to show what he can do. But in the playoffs, he's always non-existent. But without Joel B, Bam is going to go rapid. Without the shooting consistency at 21%, Doc Rivers think there's some good shots available, but I haven't <laughs> seen it. I haven't I seen it so it. far. So, uh, man, <laughs> even if Joel B comes back, like Mr. Greco said, I don't think this is going to be a series at all. But but now getting into this Phoenix and Dallas series, for you, Mr. Greco, like in terms of what we're seeing with Chris Paul playing so well and also Devin Booker getting back into rhythm, like what are your thoughts on on just their, their two elite and also what Dallas can do to get back to the series? Well, I tell you, you know, Phoenix is like a well-oiled machine, man. I, first of all, I just love their intensity. They're coming out there with a purpose. They know what they're about, what they're going to try to do. They have a game plan, and they're going to try to enforce it. Um and, and they're doing a great job of it, man. They really are. Uh, Dallas is going to have problems. First of all, you know, there, there's no physicality there at all. 
no big you got a center, Dwight Powell averaging four points and two rebounds. You know, I mean it's just almost like what's his point? But uh the only thing I can see Dallas doing right now, uh just my years experience trying to do a little coaching here, um, uh, you know. I like the fact that uh, uh, Phoenix is just letting Doncic get his. Luca, get yours. Okay, yeah. we're not going to stop you, but we're going to make sure everybody else is not going to have these superstar games. And uh, Dallas, to me, you're too predictable. You know, right now the ball's in uh, Luca's hands, and and everybody's sitting there with their hands on their hips waiting for him to do something. I mean, they got to run. They got to do something. They got to make the game ugly, muck it up a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe get a little more physical, get some foul trouble, get somebody upset. They're playing the exact way yeah. Phoenix wants them to play. Exactly. They're programmed to play a certain way. Phoenix knows that, and they're prepared for yeah. it. Yeah. And, so, I, and, I, I, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, 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 and I mean, like, in, in terms of that, do you feel as though, like, like that's a, a – um, is, is that something, like, that that can specifically change in Game 3 for, for them, like, making it more physical? Like, do you think the game needs to be more physical for them to have a chance, or is it one of those things where they need to just not be as predictable with – Luca kind of like dominating the play because he's having big time performances, but it's just not translating into wins. Exactly. And that's been the history of his career so far, actually. Um, he needs more pieces around him, but he's got, you know, pieces that are pretty good. I mean, you've got some guys that can shoot, uh, you know, Bullock and uh, uh, Brunson and Dinwiddie. You know, these guys, they can play. If you leave them open, they're going to get you three or four buckets. They're not going to get you 20, but they can get you three or four buckets every night. And you just kind of spread it, spread it out. But they're going to have to muck up the game a little bit and uh, uh, try to run as much as possible. You know, you just can't sit there and wait on Doncic to come down and figure out what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Run and do your offense in the first 24, you know, in the first 15 seconds of the 24-second clock. If not, then give it back to Doncic. But, you know, right now, Phoenix already knows what you're going to do. They just get back and wait on you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for you, Savon, like looking at what Dallas has not been able to do, like, we 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 both know how well Luca is at, in terms of his development as a player and just <clears> him <throat> having like great performances. Like, what in particular about Dallas are you kind of seeing that needs to change? And do you kind of feel as though like like Mr. Battles was saying, the game needs to be like a little more physical for them to have like that equal opportunity? That right there, bro. I, I think being giving the ball to Luca in those times, yet when it's crunch time, yes, let Luca do his thing. But Luca tell you himself, he's a facilitator. He likes to get the ball to his players. Dinwiddie, before, before Luka came back, they looked like a good basketball team before Luka came back. Dinwiddie was shooting good. Brunson was doing pretty good. Bullock was still, yeah, but Brunson was playing his butt off. Now Luka's back. Now they're going to the James Harden effect. Step back, dribble, dribble. Thank Let's you. watch James Thank do you. what he does. You, you have to run plays. Do you <laughs> CP3 run plays all the time. They run. They feed the paint. You have to implement more. Luca is his best when he facilitates. Yes, he's a scorer. We know that. But he feels best, just like LeBron James. He loves to facilitate and get his players involved. I think they need to get back to that in game three. And then when it matters most or when they need it, give it to Luca. Let Luca be Luca. But in yeah. until then, let's run some plays. Let's run. Let's get in transition basketball. Like Mr. Garrigo said, let's muck it up a little bit. Like, yeah. get a flagrant one. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Hope somebody yeah. eye out or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix is just too comfortable. They, yeah. They know yeah, they already know what's going to happen, and they're, they're prepared, and they're ready. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And if I were them, I would. if I was Phoenix just for future, I would also try something, you know, just for grins, 
I'd be trying to change up some things. On, even though Don can scoring, I would put somebody big on him, like Biombo, the big boy, and uh, let him guard him for a while. Because you know, Luca likes to physically take people out. And if you cut the head off and, and somehow able to stop Doncic, the rest of them are going to give up. Yep, definitely. Um, and now, kind of getting into like who has the edge in this in this Bucks Celtics series so far. Um, this past Tuesday night, the Celtics were able to win at home by 23, and Jalen Brown had a, a game high 30 po- uh, 30 points. Boston outscored Milwaukee 65 to 40 in the first half, and they had an extremely efficient game from the perimeter. But to you, Mr. Greco, like, what are your thoughts on how dominant Boston was in Game Two, and just you know how Milwaukee needs to adjust back uh, back at home? Well, that's always been the key to Milwaukee is and and Coach Buttonheiser. Uh, when I was in Atlanta, when he was coaching the Hawks, that was the problem we had with him <laughs> making adjustments. But he's gotten a lot better. Uh, before this series, I, I really did have Milwaukee. Um, but I really now looking at their rosters now that uh, uh, Middleton is out, it's really surprising how thin it is. And then I just think they're going about the wrong way. That second game, they just went, went about trying to get, uh, deal with Boston the wrong way. You know, they're starting three centers in the front line, uh, basically, Lopez, Portis, and Giannis. Okay, I mean, no, we know Giannis is not a center, but he's 6'11 plus, you know. And you're too slow. You're too slow to get out there with Williams and Tatum and Brown. You know, Horford. Uh, Horford has been kind of the uh, unsung hero, man. He's playing like he's uh, found a fountain of youth now, man. He's hitting jumpers, threes. He's running around in shape. <laughs> he's, having, he's having a ball out there. Uh, but Milwaukee, as they're comprised right now, they're just a little too slow. I think that they're going to have to sit one of those big guys down and uh, bring in the Grayson Allen or Connington, okay, and, and extend that uh, defense out there a little bit more. And, uh, and 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 then on offense, utilize your size. You know, I just think you got that seven foot Brook Lopez. Yes, he can hit a few threes, but you know, I'm again, I'm from the old school. You're seven foot tall, man. Go down there. There's, they got nobody guarding you. Get some easy buckets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, if you know, uh, I would start Allen and Cunnington to try to get some shots in there to open things up because you know everybody knows with with Giannis they're going to build that wall for him, mm-hmm. and. Um, Truth be told, I mean, Robert Williams and Horford together, they'll, they'll do a good job of, of staying on Giannis. But um, I've got a lot of faith in him. I think he's a, you know, to me, I think he's a superior, the best player in the league right now. And I think he, uh, I like his approach to games. I just think he'll figure a way to become more effective. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be him on the outside on the perimeter. I think it's going to be him down in the low, facilitating from down low passing out to shooters, Cunnington and Allen. And because uh, Holiday can get his offense, but you can't let him be the main focus. No. And and that's and that's the thing. Another thing, especially with Giannis, to you, Mr. Greco, like, do you, like, in terms of how he's been able to, to develop his game and, obviously, oh, like, and also develop a shot, like, like when when could you kind of tell, like, in terms of you saying he was the best player in the league, like, when could you instantly tell, like, this, he's he's officially, like, now the best player in the league in terms of what he's been able to put together? Because one of the things I like about him is his mindset. I mean, he's been in the league now, what, eight, nine years at least, and uh, he's still talking about how to get better. You got these guys 22, 23 years old. They think they've got it already. They think that they're great already. You know, I'm good. They don't want to get any better. He's still trying to figure out how can I get better. He realizes I have a, although I'm good, I have some deficiencies, and and he works on them. You can tell that he works on them. You know, look at his free throw shooting. I mean, he was abysmal before. Now, you know, and just you know, just last year the whole crowd was chanting at him. 
<laughs> now, you know, they, they let that go. He's hitting up, uh, you know, 75% of his free throws now. Uh, real close to that. Uh, I just like how he's just his, his mental aspect approach to the game. You know, he sees, he realizes he has all the tools. Now he needs, he knows he has to learn the game. And he's doing that. And he's and like, like I say, each year he's bringing something new to the table that you have to deal with. Definitely. Uh, so you say, Vaughn, in terms of this series and just like how efficient Boston was from the perimeter and them getting back into their groove, like what stood out to you <clears> in that game and also what Milwaukee needs to do to, to, to get back, to get control of the series again? They figured out how to slow Giannis down. Game one, Giannis had a field day. They thought it was going to do similar to what they did to KD in, in the Brooklyn series. No, Giannis is like, I'm not that guy, bro. I'm in the gym every day. <laughs> I'm in the gym. So now they figure out they're still going to use that same approach, but now Jalen Brown is hitting. Game one, Jalen Brown was non-existent on both sides, front court and the back court. Yes, so sir. now you got... The number two guy, Jalen Brown, hitting shots. Jay, you know, Tatum is always going to do him. And you got guys coming off the bench. When yes, you start 21 points. Oh, my goodness. They're, <laughs> they're missing. Milwaukee is missing the second guy. And like yes, Mr. Gregor said, Holiday is not there. Holiday is a good defender. He'll give you buckets when you need them. But without Chris Middleton in this series and going further, they're going to be missing him. Giannis can't do it all by himself. He's going to burn out. You need another guy who's going to hit from the perimeter. That's not it. Chris Middleton was that guy, so they're they're missing some. But I think Celtics is starting to figure out how to play them. If their guys hit, and they were playing without one of their best players, Marcus Smart, on the defense right. side. So just that's another thing. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're figuring I, I, it out. Yeah, I mean th that was another thing I wanted to mention. Like to e even to you, Savon, in terms of like Marcus Smart being out and 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 when, whenever he comes back, like how much of a difference you think that's going to make to even enhance what their defense can do? Because obviously, like he's. Defensive player of the year, but he also can 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 add things in terms of the facilitating for the offense to, to make things a little easier for, for Brown and Tatum. You know, I think they're defensive player of the year for sure, but I think we just seen what they can do with or without their the best defensive guy, or if they didn't have Jason Tatum, I think their game plan is beautiful. Thank they you. know how to play Thank Giannis. You. Jason Tatum is going to do him. If Jalen Brown and the guys off the bench continue to do what they do, having Marcus Smart with or without him, because we just seen Marcus Smart become a all-around or for a short stint all-around point guard because he's always been a guy on the defensive side, but now he's giving buckets, he's facilitating. His energy, his defense was always his MO. Now he's becoming a full-on full point yes, guard. But that's only a short period of time. These guys have been doing this without Marcus Smart for a long period, long, longer than, than, you know, the short. Because Marcus Smart has been injured periodically through his career. So with or without him, I think they're fine. But it's, it matters if the second guy like Jalen Brown or the bench comes off and adding to what Jason Tatum does. And playing Giannis physical. Yeah, you're going to get in foul trouble, but play him physical. He's going to wear, he's going to have wear down as well. This is a long series. This is probably going to be a game six, game seven series. Yeah. But wear him down. He's going to get tired. They don't have anybody else to combat you when he's done. And if I may add, I think just to underscore what you're saying, um, I think that just really underscores another point is the coaching of Boston. This uh, coach, Yudaka, I don't think he's getting enough credit, man. This guy's come in and just turned that. I mean, they were all over him. Boston fans were trying to fire him back in January. And uh, he, yeah, he revamped that. He's got everybody buying in. He's got Marcus Smart. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's part of the maturity of Marcus Smart, I think, has been the coach. 
Okay. Yep. He's got everybody knows what their roles are. I'm like, come on, Grant Williams, Grant Williams. Come on, Grant Williams. <laughs> <laughs> but this kid is he's looking like all pro. I mean, this kid, you know, what is he, six for nine, three pointers? He had 21 points. Uh, he's playing stellar defense. That's because the coach believes in him and told him what his role is, and he's following it. Yep. He doesn't have to do anything else, what my coach told me to do. You know, their depth is there. Uh, they look really good. They're playing well now. They're on a roll. Um, uh, like I said, before I had Milwaukee, and I usually don't jump off the bandwagon, but uh, <laughs> without Middleton, it's going to be really, really hard. I got a lot of respect for Giannis, though. That, that shot creation from Middleton is is so important. I mean, it is. You don't have that. It, it's just it's, it's a big and, loss. And that's for him, for them because uh, now any other team, he probably wouldn't be all that. <laughs> it's yeah. just in, in their in their system. Definitely. Um, and, and now getting into kind of just thoughts on the Warriors Grizzly series developments. Uh, Memphis was able to to pick up a necessary a game two win at home, one hundred six to one hundred one. And John Morant had forty seven points, uh, joining LeBron and Kobe as the only players in history to record multiple forty five point playoff games before the age of twenty three. And the Grizzlies held the Warriors to just 18.4% shooting from three-point range. Um, but to you, Mr. Greco, like, just what are your thoughts on the performance from Ja and also them evening the series and, and, and just plus the absence of Gary Payton, the third, uh, uh, Gary Payton the second? That's going to be a big loss, obviously, because he was a really good defender on Ja. But just what have kind of been some of your overall thoughts in the series? Well, I think this is going to be the best series of the four, the most competitive. I think I, I, I can't not see it going seven. It has to go seven. Um John Morant, he's a, that young man is, is all that. He, he can play, okay? Yeah. I, I worry about his long-term uh, being around for a long-term because the way he plays with his body, he's going to hurt himself. He, he, he kind of reminds me when, um, what's the young man, uh, Derrick Rose came in. People oh, yeah. don't remember when Derrick Rose first came in the league. Yeah. Oh, he was a pistol, man. He was athletic, physical, aggressive. But then your body gives out on you. That NBA, them guys hitting you like that and you're in the air. It's not good. But for this series, uh, Steph Curry, I'm going to have hands full because this young man is, is, is really balling. Uh, the loss of uh, Gary Payton is going to really hurt them. Their, their bench is already, you know, with Eagle Dollar out. You know, they're down to seven or eight guys. Yep. And for whatever reason, they're not playing the, the young kid anymore. Uh, Kamunga, I think he can yeah, really, yeah, really, yeah. I really think he can be an asset to them. Uh, I just don't understand teams not taking advantage. And I thought Memphis would do this is take advantage of you got uh, Draymond Green, good as he might be. He's still a six, six power forward playing center, basically. And I mean, and then he at center, he's only getting you 5.7 rebounds a game. OK, you have to dominate. To me, you have to dominate Golden State on the boards. You, you know, Memphis to me needs to run more. OK, they've got depth. Golden State, as, as individuals, are not very good defenders. They have a great team defense, a great team defense concept. And if you get the ball and get it down court before they can get that defense set up, one-on-one or uh, they can't stop Morant, they're not going to stop Dylan Brooks, although he won't be playing game three. And then if they do clog up the middle real quick, you still got that Desmond Bain, who we've yet to see really explode yet. That kid can shoot. Okay, uh, they, they got some scores on that team. And so they've got to open it up, utilize everybody, uh, as far as I'm concerned. And then on defense, I think Memphis has to extend their defense out. You don't have to worry about it. If, if Golden State wants to take layups or go by them for layups, fine. Because that's not their game. They're going to get impatient. They're going to want to shoot threes, you know. And I think they need to take advantage of the fact that, you know, Clay Thompson, he, he, to me, he's just really not back yet. 
that was another thing I wanted to mention because when you when you see Clay, he he doesn't look look like the same defender that he once was, and has the same speed. Like has in terms of that to you, Mr. Greco, like do you feel as though like that may be one of the things that could possibly hold him back in the series is Clay not being like fully one? I, I really, really do. I really do. I think that uh, he looks like what most of those folks with those times. And then he was out two years. Yeah. You know, you, it takes a minute to get that quickness back. It took Rose a little while. The only person I still come back because his game wasn't predicated on quickness was Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. I've never seen nobody come back to that form from having these type of injuries, ACL injuries, uh, that I can really remember. Um, but uh, it's going to take him into next year to really get his, you know, get his groove totally going. And I think right now he gets frustrated because, you know, he wants to be the star. And he wants it to happen right now. And for Memphis, I would take advantage of that because, you know, uh, Clay has a little ego about him. You can get him upset and get him out of his game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so you say, Von, in terms of what you've seen from these two games and obviously the, the, the amazing performance John Morant had, <clears throat> yep. what have been kind of your thoughts on it and also just the loss of Gary Payton the second? Because he, he's, as we've mentioned, he's such a, a key defender for them and they're yeah. going to have to make adjustments without him. And I'll tackle that first. You, we just talked about Clay Thompson not being the defender he used to be, being out two years. Now you lose your best defender. <laughs> and you got, you. you got Jordan Poole, you got D- D- uh, Draymond Green, who are decent defenders as well. Ha- you know, aver- you know, last game had five fouls. Almost fouling. The only person got fouled out, Jerry Jackson. That boy get fouled out more than anybody. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. So you look at that, they're going to take a hit. Mitch Greco says something perfect. They don't play good individual defense. They're a good right. team defense, a good Defensive team, well, team, well, I don't know what I'm trying to say at that point. What's it going to be? <laughs> 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 exactly. But, but then you look at the, the what they live and die by, the three-point shooting behind Thank the you. arc. Everybody was off that game. Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Like, when those guys don't hit, it changes the game. And if you don't give them second chance, defense and offensive rebounds for the post Thank team you. is ideal and vital. You can't get them yeah. boys second chance to get the no. ball again. So right. then they'll get they'll get warmed up. But I think that's the difference. They played job, was doing job. They had guys coming off the bench. Jerry Jackson was doing pretty good before he got fouled out. Um, they got guys who can hit some buckets when they need them the most. But I think yeah. it's not giving them second chances and just going at them, playing. They're young, too. Thank this, you. This They're young. young. Young teams. They don't know any better. Yeah, they don't. They were like, all right, we're going to put pedal to the metal. We know y'all can shoot. If y'all miss and we make it, then we got a better chance to win. There, so you, there you go. Well, yeah, yeah this, was, this was my upset pick before the thing started, before the round started. You said that. Yeah, you did yeah. say that. I said Memphis was my upset pick, my, my upset team. I just think they're – uh, you know, three-point shooting teams, this modern way of playing ball, shooting all these threes, that looks good in December, January. Yeah, but come right. May, April, May, June, the season's a long season. You're hurting. You your that. legs aren't there. <laughs> uh, you see Steph Curry continually has a, uh, a, a tough time in playoffs as yeah, far as his right. shot. Now, I'm not saying his game, he doesn't play a total game. But his three-point, we're always in the playoffs. What happened to Steph's shot? Now, it's a long season. They're tired. His legs are tired. Mm-hmm. And you make him play defense and run them boys up, keep bringing these young boys in the game, running up and down the court. Mm-hmm. Like I say, their depth is already shortened. No, no Iguodala, no uh, 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 Gary Payton. So these guys going to play bigger minutes. Ah, those, those shots are not going to fall like they normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, and, and another thing is like, uh, either of you can start first, but between like the, the, the Golden State Memphis series and the, and the uh, Boston Milwaukee series, like, like which one do you guys think will go further? Because th- these are really tight series, but it does feel as though like these might go the longest compared to the other ones. Yes, sir. Go ahead, sir. Oh, I'll say both, to be completely honest mm, with you. Okay. I think Giannis is capable of giving you two to three games in a series. And that's when Chris Middleton and Bobby Porter and all these other guys came and started picking up the slack for him. He could give you two, three games. Next game, game three, the Bucs are going to win because Giannis, he's going to catch his breath. Okay, this is how they're playing me. They played me a little differently and they were hitting their shots. Okay, and I now got to go in overdrive. So I think game three, Giannis is going to be Giannis. And then the supporter cast is going to give him enough to get him over the hump for game three. But I, I definitely think both of these teams are going to game six, game seven, because I think Steph Curry and Clay them are still capable of yeah. taking it taking it off, you know, taking it off the top with a three-point and playing just good team basketball. They still have good team chemistry, and that's gonna play, that's gonna, you know, take an effect later in the how the series goes, because you you don't have uh you know, Garrett Payton, you'll have Equidala, Clay Thompson still still lipping, Steph is still you know, whatever. But I think eventually their team chemistry and how they facilitate, how they pass the ball and how they shoot is going to is going to catch up with Memphis because they're still a young team. You got a veteran team with a young team. These guys been here before. They face diversity. They let a team come back three win three one and beat them. So they, right. so they know all these things. They know. Already, so yeah, they know. They didn't let them. <laughs> they came back. Exactly. That's true. You got great points there, and I, I, I would agree with you. But again, I think this is a case, and, and I like their coach in that fact that he stayed, he, you know, he stayed, keeps the fire under him. Mm. You know, that kid, that Brandon Clark and that Tillman, uh, these young guys, man, they need some time. They need to let them get on the board and get on those rebounds and shine a little bit uh, and uh, because they don't have nobody can guard them, you know, because you're not gonna, you're not playing loony enough and you're not playing Kuminga. I, I really think this coach uh, is let uh, Ja do his thing, put it up on the board, let them other boys go get it. Tillman and that uh, uh, Clark, I just like how they're playing. Then they got Mr. Slow Motion, that Kyle Anderson kid. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> You talking about his game's older than mine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But uh, but I, it's, it should be fun. That one I definitely see going seven. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and, and before we let you go, Mr. Battles, like who who overall is is has kind of been your favorite or or your team that you kind of think will have the best chance to to, to win it all this year. Well, you know what I start out with, so I'm away from that. That's, <laughs> so my prognosticating is not real good, doesn't look like. You know, I, I, and I'll admit it. Uh, I didn't think it was going to win at all, but, you know, I was a Durant fan, so I had folks with him doing something. But I thought Simmons was going to play. But uh, right now, if I had to put money on it, uh, my money would probably be on Phoenix. Yeah. I, I would probably put my money on Phoenix. I like Miami a lot also, but the problem with Miami is, they're so dependent on Butler and Adebayo, and those guys are so fragile. And every playoffs, one, one if not both, go down. True. And that's my problem with Miami. Otherwise, they've got a really, they got a monster over there with good experience. Uh, uh, they're going to give um, uh, uh, Boston or Milwaukee, whichever, all they want. For their money. Yes, they are. 
But overall, I still would have to go with uh, – I would right now, I'd have to go with Phoenix, man. Uh, they look, they look C- like the most complete team. Yeah, CP's tired of hearing it. He wants it. Uh, you know, they don't forget about Aiden. Keep him in the mix. Give him a, a steady dose of Aiden because there's nothing that Dallas can do with Aiden. Nothing. Mm-mm. No. Absolutely nothing. The only thing stopping him is him. Yes. <laughs> you know, he, he, All he, mental. He, yeah. Exactly. Just get down low, hold your arms up, and just get the ball and go do it. Dominate. Yeah. And uh, so right now, if I had to put my money, I'd put my money on that Phoenix team. Uh, Booker, oh, man, he's got a pretty game. For this, Such, you a know, for, game. Such a smooth game. Yeah. Bridges. I mean, they got everybody knows their role. Uh, I'm not a Crowder fan, but he knows his role. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Well, oh, Mr. Okay. Mr. Battles, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on for the first time. And thank thanks you so much for being on. I appreciate you fellas. All right. Thanks a lot. Old, let old guy uh, have a few minutes of uh, running his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about something he thinks he knows. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. And now we're getting into our album reviews. And to start with our with our first album review with Futures, I Never Liked You. Uh, And his latest album, you know, he was able to show different elements of his catalog, slowing down the tempo at times and getting into kind of his melodic style and um, the, the beats and the production kind of ju- ju- just show the, the persona he usually leans into that mm-hmm. and we're used to seeing from him as features like uh, Tim's, STG, Gunna, Kanye, and Drake. And uh, with another pack of feature list, you know, he was able to, to, to put some some features in the right place. But what are kind of your initial thoughts on, on, on this album and just, you know, some of your, your, your takeaways from it? It's future. <laughs> it's future music, you know. Um, I, I, I really didn't cling to it. I think I like probably two songs out of 22 and obviously you're gonna i'm (laughs) two out of 22 i'm so so serious bro and one of them is the drake song bro with tim's bro like that's that's a nice vibe um drake simply just went off his verse was disgracefully nasty bro it was bonkers bro Bro. he always does that to future why does he always do that as a future just takes over his that man pen is immaculate bro it's immaculate yeah bro it's crazy but it, it was, you know, I'm at a tail end of future music, bro. It was just like gonna, uh, like, you know. Repetitive. Yeah. Over and over. Like, I used to be like a big fan of future from like 2011 to like 16, 17. Well, no, after he dropped um, Dirty Sprite 2. Yeah. And after that, that probably was 2015, 14. No, that was 16. That was, that was 20. That was 2015. 15, yeah. Okay, so you know, I was yeah. right. From 2011 to like 2017. After that, it's just like I've had enough of your sound. Like I've got it's it's the same. It's the same similar sound. Like there's nothing changed. And I still think he's goaded. No, for sure. I think I think it's like he's goaded. Oh, but this yeah. this album is just it's just you know I've I've heard it before. But but and, and that's and that's the thing. Like with, with certain artists, like certain artists that we really like, like in, in terms of knowing like what you're going to get from an artist and them kind of giving the same thing like because certain artists do that but make it sound better like what what's the difference between like what future's doing and maybe an artist that you like more that's actually there's talking about the same thing but it sounds better i think it just depends on what what ram you are in as an individual as a person like i'm not in a ram of i never liked you talking about you know what i mean i did that last year I'm, i don't want to i want to listen or talk about that no more <laughs> So I'm not in that field anymore about what he's talking about. So I guess I and then it, the songs doesn't resonate or like stick with me, you know. 
Like, I, I like the Westcom beat before I heard the lyrics. And ironically, I listened to it again with uh, Marcel, who's supposed to be on the show yesterday. <laughs> and he played it in the car. And I listened to I actually listened to the lyrics and listened to Drake's lyrics. I was like, bro, that's cold. And like, you know what I mean? So I'm not in that that way that I'm not in that 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 space right now to be and then none of the songs kind of like resonated like stuck to me like okay I need to replay that except that one what was Marcel's takeaway since it's since he gave you bro you know what Marcel was... loved this album bro like, <laughs> I know he, he did. loved it from top to bottom bro like he's a one of the he's the one of the biggest future fans I've ever met in my life the biggest future fan so What's up? So yeah, he loved it from top to bottom. I just couldn't get into it. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's future. Like I still I mean man, future go with it, but this album, I don't know how you felt about it, but this album was it was it was just future. Compared to High Off Life, though. Compared to High Off Life, I thought it was better. I thought it was better than High Off Life. Yes. I will give you I, that. I do think that. I, I will give that. you that. I think his production was kind of different on it. Like you say, he slowed it down. Yes. Most of the time it's, you know. But I think he he has that side and that versatility. It's not in that goaded range. It's not in that goaded range of his no. like top tier albums. No, 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 no. I think for this album, what I did like, I will say that what I did like about the album, how he slowed, like he he trans his transitions was perfect, and how he, yes. you know, had those type of songs like like he like turn off the lights. I'm looking for like he had those mm-hmm. type of similarity songs on this album where he kind of paired it to the women. Instead of, you know, the toxic <laughs> man out here. But I, I do like that I when he does that side. I think that's why... He's giving us some of the best toxic, talk, toxic songs of all time, man. Oh, Some of the man, best toxic come songs on, of all time. <laughs> Thought it was a drought. <laughs> bro. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's why Wait For You resonated so much. Because he, he got into that realm. And I think that's, you know, I don't know. Play. Shout out to Tim's. Shout yes. Out to Tim's, man. Oh my yes. goodness. Yes, that was oh dope, my, just bro. floated. Just yes. floated on that. Yes. Yeah. Um and and, and, and also an, another thing I wanted to do was kind of like and just in terms of looking back at his catalog and what he's done, uh-huh. uh dealing with like some of our, our favorite future albums. Like I would personally have DS2 Monster and Hendrix as, as my top three oh, yeah. favorite. But but what would kind of be your particular list of some of like your favorite future albums? Ooh, album or mixtape? Can we can we add mixtape? Yeah, you, you can add in mixtape too. Uh, this two for sure. Streets calling. Uh, uh, ooh, that's tough. This two streets calling. He dropped so much music. I yes, know. bro. Like he's, <laughs> it's, it's so much music. Oh man. Um, come on, come on. I can't pick the third one. It's too mean. I know for sure Streets Call Light, bro. That oh, yeah, got me through freshman year. <laughs> Streets Call Light got me through freshman year. DS2 is just legendary. But he's dropped DS2 too much. Yeah, he dropped too much other music for me. Like, okay, I got a, a solid three. But those two for sure, those, yeah, I listen to them periodically. Like, yeah. Yeah, for, for, for sure. And, and I mean, like, and also in terms of just how much music he's dropped, because like, like, like that is another thing. Some people feel as though like he, he's... He's always around it in certain aspects. Like, do you feel as though certain artists like do like like possibly do need to take breaks to, to like make to, to reinvigorate their sound? Or do you think it's one of those things where he just knows his his audience and his listener base and he kind of wants to put out a constant output? I think so. I think he loves doing music so much, he's gonna continue to like put out music just because like I wanna I heard this already, like. You know, artists listen to their music more than any other artist, I feel like, because oh, I yeah. do the same thing. So you, then you be like, all right, let me see what other people think about this. Let me just put it out. And Future has been so consistent about putting music out 
Like it's it's really dope that. And I think who said Pusha T said this. He said it was I thought it was really profound. He was like, I made the same album six times. I know who I'm talking to. I know who uh, some else he said, and I feel like that's real. You know your fan base. You know what lane you're in. You gonna stick to that lane? That's cool. Like especially for your your loyal fan base, your your core your core sound group or whatever. They're gonna like, yeah, we expect this from Future. We want this from Future because nobody else is doing it like Future. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But for me, like I'm not a huge fan of Future. But at some point, I'm like, all right, I don't really wanna like. But I'll throw on some old future like from Streets Calling, from True Story, from DS2, e- some from Evol. Like I like Evol a little bit, but like you put on certain songs, like you really rock with it, cause like that's it. Like those songs are in my DNA ingrained. These new tracks aren't, but I love the way he does. He panders to his 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 fan base that knows what they want from him. And he was like, okay, I know what y'all want from me. At one point, he did give us the Drake style. Like, turn yeah. on the lights, and it was a bunch of other songs in that mix when he was with Sierra. Like, he gave us that side, but he was like, you know what? I got to give you Dirty Sprite, too. Like, okay, got, I'm got done you. with that. So, <laughs> I do think, that's why I say I, I do think he's definitely versatile. And he be spitting, yes. too. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, Future be spinning on the low. He got some lyrics. He got some bars in there, but, uh, yeah, at some point, I'll be like, okay, I've heard this. Heard enough. Seven albums, <laughs> seven mixtapes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and, and now getting into into Kalani's uh, Blue Water Road review. Um, in her latest and third album, you know, Kalani delivers a project that is, you know, just one of her most musically and thematically challenging. She has pinpoint content and exudes a lot of confidence as this album was, you know, very lyrically intriguing and embraces a brighter sound and theme. But um, so you, j- just like overall, like what were your thoughts on this album and just, you know, how it was put together following? Because we, we were big fans of It Was Good Until It Wasn't, but yeah. two years later with this album, uh, what are some of like your initial thoughts on it? I thought this album was beautiful. This I, is bro. This has been on constant repeat. Yeah, I thought constant this repeat. album was really, <laughs> really beautiful, bro. I think cinematic. Yes, yes. This is Kalani. This, this, mm-hmm. this is not as good as uh her last album, but this this might be the epitome of who Kalani is as an artist. Yes, honestly. indeed. It, it always kills me. Like he's versatile too, and I'm a bit I'm a, not a big fan, but I'm a fan of his music. And I, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Blix, Blacks, whatever how he pronounces yeah, his name. Blacks. But I'm you know, I've been on Blacks for a couple of years now. But he could get on a track with anybody mm-hmm. and slide. Mm-hmm. It's always because he has that true California sound. Cause that's his that's his sound of music, true California, boom, dum, you know what I'm saying? And then when he gets yeah, on a track sure. with another artist, it's just like he has that versatility. He's like, okay, I know my core sound, what I like to do, but I can don't get it twisted. And that's what I always afraid of, even with Pink, when he was on the um, you know, that song with Pink, and I'm thinking like maybe oh, yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, maybe this is not gonna work out, but it worked out perfectly. It sounded really, really good. So that's when I first saw the feature. I was like, oh, no. I know Kalani is versatile and she can get on track with anybody, but I hope it's not one of his type of music because I don't think, obviously, she's from that side, but I don't want to hear her <laughs> in that realm. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? But it was <laughs> it was perfect. I mean, her, and then she, I mean, Justin Bieber and Sid, both of them, I think they both jailed together. But I think this was a beautiful- She didn't miss, she didn't miss on this album, man. No, she, she did not. <laughs> She did not. It was beautiful. And she gives us something different every time. It's, it's, it's very creative to show different sides of love and different sides of pain. 
And we were just talking, and, 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 and no this is future, but we were just talking about an album that, that sounded similar to previous ones. This one did not sound similar to no. the previous album no. Lonnie spit out. Nope. And that, that, that's what I love. That's why I said this is beautiful. Because yes. obviously she's talented and creative, and she has an amazing voice. But to continue to give a different angle, love, pain, joy, mm. bro, that's, that's hard to do. A lot of people talked about love, joy, and pain so much. How can you give a different element? And I think it's all all comes with who you are as an individual and as a person. But yeah, bro, this, yeah, this, and even this the transitions, RV. even the transitions, like the if you listen to the transition from "Wish I Never to Wish I Never yes. to Up at Night," it's seamless. It's yes. just it's just crazy how she does that. Like every, it's like every meticulous detail she just mastered on this album. And I, I want to know yeah, how long she took to to write this or mm. get the people together to bring like this. Sound, she put up yeah. a, she put up a mini she put up a mini documentary like like a two part documentary. Oh, she uh, did uh, documentary on, on her YouTube page. Yeah, I, I would watch it. it. It was it was really fascinating. I watched it over the weekend, and her process is just it, it's it's really interesting. How did it say how long she took this? Seems, this sounds like a year and year and a half. Um, I believe it was a year and a half. Yeah, because she was in California a lot. Okay, because this is something you take your time. This is doesn't seem rushed. Oh no, production is ev- everything. Everything gels. Her voice, the features, everything. It seems like it was well planned out, and she wanted to make sure that if everybody's saying my last album was my best, not the last album. What album was that? I can't never remember off the top of my head. Well, it's in. It was good until it wasn't. Yes. Yeah, that one. That one. That was her last one. That was her last one. Yeah, that was her last one. If everybody's saying my last album, it was one of my best, which it was. She did not miss on that. I (laughs) I got to capitalize on that. And I think she succeeded. It's not as... it's. I would give that... I would give it was good until it wasn't a five. Obviously, that's a five-star album. And this, I feel like this was a four. So it's not it's not too far off from that it's other. It's not album. too far down. No. It's still great. It's still great. Don't don't get me don't get me wrong. Shoot, and she dropped it. No, she ain't. She didn't drop one in twenty one. But while we wait, wasn't wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be. Right before um, it was good until it wasn't. And when she dropped it, I was like, okay, Kalani's back. And now listen to this, I'm like, okay, Kalani's staying. <laughs> yeah, Kalani's Definitely. gonna. She's stay, not going man. anywhere. Nowhere. <laughs> This is R and B. Like this is what R and B needs. We need we we need people like her to continue to do what she do. For sure. Were, were there any like favorite tracks um, off of this one? Because for me, like "Wish I Never," "Get Me Started," and "Melt" were kind of like my top three. But were there any particular ones you had? Yes, "Melt" definitely was. "Wish I Never." Yeah. Oh yeah, that's on repeat. That was fire. Any given oh Sunday, God. bro. Just because yes, I like I blacks, bro. Yo, that that's beyond the um that got saved. That was the first song that got saved. Cause normally I don't save the album. I just pull it up and the songs I like I saved, and then I go back and listen to the album again. This album then, saved, bro. Yeah. No, it's, oh, it's definitely saved. <laughs> no, it's downloaded. <laughs> yeah, it's downloaded. Yeah, it's downloaded. Oh, just yeah, in case sure. I get on a plane, it's the music I can listen to. <laughs> definitely. So yeah, nah. Um, yeah, any given Sunday, which I never everything. Alter. Alter was one of the first songs she put out, and I thought that was really an angelic vibe. I thought it was a nice little vibe. So I like Alter, too. Absolutely. Um, and, and now getting into Black's Before You Go um, review, uh, in this new album, he, he displays just the theme of loyalty over love with uh, a high amount of versatility, and there are a lot of landmark tracks and songs like Every Good Girl, He Coming Back, and Fake Love in LA were, were some of the landmark tracks, and he's been able to build on his sound in this sophomore project and really kind of avoid the sophomore slump, but uh, with just an array of really good tracks, like 
do you kind of feel as though this is an album you can still go back to and, and replay even after the first time you listen? Bro, this is, is first of all, it never was uh, wrong. That saxophone. Oof. I think, yeah, that's definitely a saxophone. That saxophone, boy, that took the cake, boy. I love saxophone. I love, it's saxophone, piano, guitar, and violin. But saxophone, you can play saxophone. Shout out to Austin Paul Jr. Shout out. If you can Shout play out. the saxophone, boy, yeah, man, I love hearing the saxophone. Anywho, his music reminds you of the summer. It can be November, oh, yeah. December. It's, it's like, oh, it's summertime. It's, it's summer. summertime, bro. <laughs> Like, he's a whole different vibe or a whole revived vibe. Because he sounds like he's from the 90s in the low-key to 2000 era where, like, the California had that type of bounce type, you know, beats or production or whatever. And his voice, bro, he actually can decently sing, too. So his melodies oh, yeah. are amazing. His Like, he doesn't have many ad-libs. I've watched some of his... uh his videos where he's in a studio and he doesn't do many ad-libs that chee, that's one of his main ad-libs and everything mm-hmm. else he just stacks his vocals but his bro it's bro this album was fire bro like I'm a fan bro like I don't think I would something. not be a fan of Black Light bro <laughs> like his, his music is dope and this album was uh but you always like I didn't even know he was about to drop an album until I saw it until you texted I was like oh, Black's about to <laughs> Because I don't follow none of them on Instagram or nothing. I haven't been on Instagram as late or any of like... Only social media I'm on is like Facebook for social media marketing. But I don't... This, I one, came out, this, one, this one came out in, in April, actually. Yeah, so, so it was a... Wow. That's how you know I do not follow. Only person I follow music-wise on Instagram is Drake and Rex Life Raj. That's, that's it. Shout out to Champagne Pop. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Did you see his Instagram? I was like, why is he yeah. dressed up? Oh my gosh, medieval times, Drake. The video. Oh, lover boy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm Drake and I got braids now. <laughs> what, bro? <laughs> Would you? <laughs> then he's gonna do online gambling. That man is 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 addicted to online gambling. Addicted bro. to steak, bro. Literally every time that's what he's supposed to. <laughs> when you that rich, Drake, Drake is close to retirement. Drake is close to retirement. Right, bro. You have nothing else to prove in music. Yeah, you got these businesses. You got a son now. Like, bro, what can I do? Oh, gamble money. Let's gamble. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Um, but but and, and also in terms of this album, were there any like like top favorites or, or ones that you kind of kept going back to? Oh, never was wrong. Saxophone, fake love in LA was dope. Aaron Ray killed it. Yes, hey bro, Aaron Ray slept on. Yes, first song uh, I ever heard of when it was back in two thousand seven. It's like we, we we were not friends, and then he got a track with Kalani that I still play to this day. It's I got a I I got a I got I can't remember the name off the top of my head. No. Oh, change, yeah, change. change. So that song still fire. fire, but yeah, Aaron Ray is definitely slept on. That one was fire. Uh, it was one more that was really every good girl was nice. I also thought I couldn't wait for it. I don't know if you mentioned that, but couldn't wait for. Oh it. yeah, with Ross. So, yeah, with Ross. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, Ross' voice, bro. Like his, he don't be rapping about much no more. These dads never day at bro. all. At all, bro, to say, Ricky, bro, I'll put her in the Yibas, I mean, it still works. Yes, bro, it's just the voice. 
it's the yeah. voice and it's, it's like his manner and his cadence, just in the confidence he has. But, but he don't be rapping by absolutely <laughs> nothing, bro. He another one. Before we go on, he's another one that got too much money or know what to do. At, at a certain point, you just get you to, 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 to this certain status and it's just like, okay, what else? What, what else, else do there? I do? Like, what, what else is there? Why do you need a fire truck? <laughs> <laughs> why do you need a fire truck, bro? Like, you just oh, buying man. stuff, bro. Like, come on, man. I want those problems. <laughs> um, but but, but get, get, get into our, to our last review of Gibeon's latest track, Lie Again. Um, in his latest single, you know, he covers a story about the, the internal war with oneself and also kind of like battling the, the acceptance of the ugly truth. But in, in terms of this overall overall track and what you felt from it, like what were some of your t- takeaways and just your observations of it? I like this better than uh, Westcom track she just put out. His, his ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Um. Jeez, what's her name? I deleted it from my library. It was so um Justine Sky. Justine Sky. Justine Sky, yeah. I thought this song was better than that one. Um, I mean it was vintage giving. Um, I thought it was nice though. I thought it was a nice little vibe. I gotta listen to it again. I'm gonna listen to it once. Um, I feel like you want more from Giveon though. I, I, I it, it seems like you, you you're still kind of waiting. He got a range in there, bro. He can do yeah, it. He can like, do it. You have a. I know he can. I know he can get up there, falsetto or something. I've yet to hear him falsetto. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe he has, but I haven't heard him any of his music falsetto. And I know he can falsetto. He can do it. Like, but I mean, I thought it was not. It's vintage beginning. I mean, I, I thought it was. I thought it was nice. I thought it was a nice. Word. I, I do think he won though. <laughs> when it comes to because yeah, both of them released that. <laughs> I mean, her song wasn't bad, but it it didn't like. Mm, it didn't sit. It didn't sit as well as uh-uh. Gibeon's did. His made it. His has stayed in the library. I got to listen to it sure. again to give it a more listen. But yeah, I'm I'm just, I know. I just know when yeah. he gets something home, more. he talks. Because you know, remember the story? <laughs> People say this all the time about Michael Jackson. Like, he really don't talk. He's, he has a deep voice, deeper voice than like, Mm-hmm. My name is Megan. No, he was like, "Hey, what's up?" Like they used to always say. T Pain <laughs> said it. he was like, he was asking me about cartoons. Like, what kind of cartoons you in? He was like, "Whoa, <laughs> bro, that's your voice. <laughs> that's your. That's how you talk." <laughs> so I know Gibby is probably backwards. He has that high pitched voice. I know he could get up there talking about he. Oh yeah. His voice changed over the summer when he was a certain age and he was Come able on. to sing in an octave. I know you could get up there. Come on. Give Come us on, something. Yeah. I know you, but I mean, he's still a dope. Dope artist. He's one of the oh, very, leading very much so. male R&B artists that's still giving us a run for our money and keeping us engaged in R&B. Who, who's at the top to you in terms of like male R&B artists? Brent. Right Brent. Yes, for sure. Brent. It's another guy, uh, somebody I was on TikTok, somebody put me on that sounds like Brent a little bit. His name is Chase Shakur. He's pretty, he's pretty dope, but I think right now it's Brent. I mean, Scott. obviously, like, Miguel is still up top there, but, like, this new generation of, like, I think it's Brent. Arian Ray is up there a little bit. There's some other guys, but I think Brent is leading it because he drops um, less frequent than everybody else. And when he does yeah, drop... it's more spaced out. Yeah. And then he promised an album, like, two years ago. He after did. he dropped, well, he was like, that yeah. ain't even an album, bro. That's just so... And he ain't even dropped nothing since. So, I think he, he... His ability to put out great music and just slide away... Real fast and just, you know, get into because he's big in the fashion and stuff like that. And to be able to do that and still hit every time, your music hits every time. So yeah. Cause that that EP or album, whatever you want to call it, that's in rotation. 
all his EPs in rotation. So I think Brent is is definitely leading the the charge right now. Yo, but in terms of updates, SZA confirmed at the Met Gala she's dropping her album this summer. <sighs> she better. She's finally doing it, bro. I need it. I need that one song. You ready for it? I need that one. I'm so ready. She need to drop it as a single. Get us hype before you drop your please, album. Please, please do it. Please do it before the album. Please. I don't know what it was called. I just know her melodies is so amazing. I know what song you're talking about, too. When that drops, that's going <laughs> to... Bro, it will be... Bro, I don't know. If TD doesn't drop that as a single to bring the album y'all, in... Y'all playing with us. Y'all, y'all playing, playing with us. bro, because people <laughs> had that on repeat. That will go gold, oh, yeah. platinum in two days. Facts. Because everybody's been planning on TikTok since forever. So if you drop that right before the album, bro, her album's going to go crazy. So, yeah, I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. Absolutely. Summer Walker didn't disappoint me. SZA, you better not disappoint me. Please do not. You've had five years off. Exactly. You've had a Kendrick Kendrick time off. (laughs) Bro, I'm waiting for Kendrick, too. I need... Next Friday. I need... Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, also, Sabrina Claudio is dropping tonight in LMA. You know what, bro? I don't even care for... In Jack Harlow. (laughs) I don't even care for either of those. I haven't listened to LMA since forever. And Sabrina Claudio... It's a a different level of status when it comes to SZA. SZA's the one I'm really waiting on. Yes. LMA is just like, okay, you had had two two really, really good songs. Boot Up and Love Me, Love Me Naked, Love Me, yeah, yeah. Those are two of your best songs. SZA got plenty of them, bro. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, control has been able to keep us yes. over over five years. You you're we're not playing your whole album, Ella. And Sabrina, I haven't listened to last song I listened to was uh Please Don't Let Me Down with uh Khalid. And that was like 2017. That's the last song I heard from her. That was her the last project she had, I think it was about time in 2017. That was the one I actually stuck with. And mm-hmm. she hasn't dropped anything significant since. Mm-hmm. So I'm not I bruh, not no disrespect to the ladies, but I don't give. Two crap. We waiting for SZA. SZA. Full scope is waiting for SZA. That's what we waiting for. I and drop need that single. you, baby. Because <laughs> next Friday, I'm definitely taking two hours. I'm going to lock myself in the office oh, slash yeah, studio, just... and I'm listening to Kendrick stuff. That might be a double album, too. They're saying that it might be a double album, because he shared, like, two discs, Morale and the and the and, and Steppers. I don't know oh, if you're going to get a Scorpion-like bro. album? Okay. All right. Two I mean, we all, we all know Kendrick and Drake are rivals anyway. Everything they everything they they, they try to do is, is comparing each other, bro. I like everything, that. bro. I but like that. I mean, it's overdue though, because I mean, I think I think that'll be beautiful for your last. That's the album one thing he's TDE. missing. That's the one thing he's missing is a double album. Yeah, and then your last album with TDE, go out with a bang. Yeah. Give us because you we don't know when the next time we're gonna get music from Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing I told people. Hey, you better enjoy this because you yeah. never know he's coming back. <laughs> so if he give you us better like enjoy next Friday, <laughs> twenty five songs, I'll be like, bro, I, I appreciate you, brother. Even if you yes, did sir. three a three song EP, I'll be satisfied because I know it's gonna oh, yeah. hit. I know it's gonna have a message. He's not gonna miss. He's not gonna miss. Definitely. Well, that wraps it up for tonight. I'm Hill Swinza Burns. Let my counterpart say about Morse. This has been Full Scope. See you later. <laughs>